I don't want to talk about that. I'm more more issues to be talking about than that. The time right. was still still dark at the start, but it got brighter and brighter nearly every oh, day. Never mind, over six months because this is our season. I think that's a rough. Come up to the gutter to get where I am. I'm delighted to be here, but it's been earned. It's, that's it's, for a, sure. it's a great honour. It's kind of surreal, really. The whole thing has okay, been. Yeah, you've won them all, and that's pretty mental. What people in social media have done is disgusting. This is Sportsbeat Extra. Today I'm chatting with a man who's fought in six countries, aspired with the notorious Conor McGregor, and now has his eyes set on a ranking title. But first, the Wexford man who stood toe-to-toe with some of the world's strongest and won. I'm Sean Connolly, and you are very welcome along to Sportsbeat Extra. Sportsbeat with HollywoodBets.ie, bringing the sports stars to you. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. See gamblingcare.ie. I'm joined by a man who has achieved a feat that many can only dream of, representing Ireland in the WHEA Strongman World Championships. New Rossman Bobby St. Ledger returned from Finland in December of 2021, a world champion. Bobby, you're very welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're, you're more than welcome along. It's, it's a privilege to have a world champion on the show. Obviously, the achievement didn't happen overnight, and it's the culmination of a lifetime of hard work and pain. Following the bitter defeats of 2018 and 19, the feeling must have been absolutely phenomenal, was it? Oh, words, words can't explain what you feel after you put so much dedication into something like that and then actually get the end goal of the win. Like, it's hard, hard to even still believe that you've done it. Like, I, I can only imagine. I mean... It's it's a sense of pride that I can have for a fellow countryman to be able to achieve something like that, particularly when you went out there, you competed against 10 of the world's strongest athletes and, and managing to win that natural world's strongest man. Now, I mean, obviously, strongman has been a household regularity, at least in my house anyway, since the early 90s. I remember the likes of Magnus for Magnuson, the, the, the famous man just uh, decking the television set. What, what got you hooked in the first place? Was it heroes like that or was it something entirely different? Yeah. There, you just you just put on the, the nail on the head there. It would have been growing up watching Magnus for Magnuson and just seeing all his achievements. Like He was never... He never won at an outright. He won World Strongest Man four times, but he was never a clear, clear winner on every event. He was just consistent through everything, and that's that's the main key of winning anything is just consistency through it all. Yeah, yeah, and it was an absolute joy to watch. I think that was one of the best things watching Magnus for Magnuson back in the day was that you know he could have one of those events where you're sort of thinking before he starts. He, you know, he he should do pretty good here, and then he might he might underwhelm, and it puts the whole competition into a little bit of disrepute. In that he's looking at it, and you're thinking, does he have what it takes now? Because maybe the next event he's not so strong in. And I think that's what's what what what, what made strongman overall so enjoyable. Because from one ebb and flow to the next event to the other, anything could change literally with the lift of a with with the lift of a very very large rock. So it was brilliant. And I suppose look when you're fast forwarding to present day. I mean, we now have some of the most amazing athletes representing the country. Obviously, we've got yourself with the, the greatest accomplishment that you have. We also have exceptionally amazing female athletes that are now starting to get the recognition that they deserve also. And I think really it's testament to the work that's been put in within the industry, within the country, spearheaded by the likes of yourself, to be able to get this onto a global recognition. It's testament to the work that the women have been putting in as well. 
that not only is it just the women, obviously men and women, but the European Championships are now heading to the southeast. Can you tell us about the event and more so highlight the growth of the, I suppose, the field of the sport and not only the men's, but the women's in the country? Yeah, well, the event in, it's going to be held in New Ross, it's going to be the European Championships. We're going to have men and women categories. So the four, four female categories and four male categories. And hopefully we'll have people from all over Europe competing to that. Yeah, as on the women, the women sometimes do, they scare scare the men at some stage. You'd, you'd get to a competition and you'd see what women are lifting and you're just like, oh man, I need to take up my game or I'm going to be showing up by a woman. How brilliant but, is that? Yeah, well, it doesn't be that good sometimes, but you just, the way, the way women have come on as of late, you just you're starting to take it's just like yeah they're absolutely phenomenal women do put in amazing effort to get where they are and their weights they are pushing these days it's just how it is world well you see for for me i've spoken about this many many times my household now is largely dominated by females i have my my wonderful wife leading the ship and i have two uh, small little ladies inside in the house and I'm I'm so encouraged by what we're seeing in the country, not only with strongman but with sport across the, the the country, and how women are now getting the opportunity to be able to express themselves on such platforms that they're getting the recognition they finally deserve. It's great that you talk about, I suppose, the women being able to upstage the men as well, because it shows that it's not it's not sex orientated. I mean, it doesn't matter about gender. We're looking at something that a human being has the ability to push that body and like we we always speak and we always hear that the human body is is the greatest machine and we're always pushing it to our limits i mean obviously with this competition it's it's going to be july the 30th and the 31st is what you said isn't it yeah, yeah. and who can actually who can actually attend on the day bobby is, is there any restrictions as to who can go or is it is it open to the to the wider public what do they need to know about the event um Anybody can come and watch. Um, there is qualifying from Ireland. We had our qualifiers there last Saturday or last Sunday. So we top three of all categories have qualified through to Europe now. Um, England, Scotland, Wales, they all have their qualifiers coming up. Finland will have their qualifiers coming up. Netherlands. And then any other country can just sign up and they don't need to qualify. They can just they can just turn up, sign up and turn up. Okay, okay. And, and and I suppose out of the field that you know already, I suppose you said that there's qualifiers still to take place overseas. Have you got your eye on anybody in particular for the championships coming up? Is there anyone stand out for you? Uh, well, you, you have the, the lad who came second to me in Ireland this year. Now he's come a long way. Kyle Scott from up the north. He's like last year, he came second as well, but there was there was a big gap between us last year and this year we tied for points and it was just on count back. Um, from England, there's there's always phenomenal athletes come from England. It's just so big over there. And then your Finland, there's big big strong lads over in Finland as well. So you've you've got you've got the best coming from everywhere really. So you have to watch everyone. 
And how wonderful is that that it's coming to the southeast? It's uh, it's a tremendous bit of exposure for the sport, and obviously a fantastic uh, vantage for 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 the southeast that this is coming there. What sort of standout events can we look forward to at the uh, at the competition? What's the real standouts that uh, anybody coming along can look forward to see? Um, I think the last event um, we're going to have a sandbag steeplechase. Um, don't think any athlete really likes it because it's it's hard work. So we're going to get three sandbags of different weights. Just say the men's is going to be an eighty kilo sandbag, a hundred kilo sandbag, and a hundred and twenty kilo sandbag. So we're going to run it ten meters, load it over a four foot bar, go around the bar, pick it up, and run it another ten meters then run back and get your next one and so on until all your three bags are at the finish line and fastest time wins. Okay, that sounds absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. I suppose from from someone like yourself who's been training for so, so long and, and obviously achieved the pinnacle of this, what's, what's your favourite event? What do you like the most? Or, 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 or is there a favourite event? Is it all just brutal? It's all just brutal, but I do have... Uh, a love-hate kind of relationship with that sandbag. Um, it always it's always a good event for me. Nobody actually likes doing it, but when when you're done with it, you get the great sense of achievement after after doing something like that. Uh, that would be a one of my favourites without being a favourite. Brilliant, brilliant. Was well, one of the last things I'll ask. Obviously, in preparation for something like this. What, what, what does a standard day or a week look like? Is this seven days a week training? Do you take days off? Or are you, are you, are you, how, how many hours a day are you spending at this? Uh, well, I have a full-time job on the building site, so time doesn't really give me much of that to be training. So we train um, two evenings a week for an hour and a half or two hours, and then we train a Sunday morning then for about three hours. That's, that's as much as I can get in. Okay, okay. Well, I'd imagine there's there's one or two cinder blocks being fired over your shoulder during the, the daily workings, is there? Oh, everything and anything. And, and that's heavy to be lifted. It's like, oh, Bobby, will you come and carry that? <laughs> you see, already now, the, the perils of your success are being, uh, are being exploited. Look, um, Bobby, it's, it's been fantastic speaking to you. Um, I'm absolutely delighted that something like this is coming to the southeast. July 30th and 31st is going to be a spectacular time. And I would encourage anybody to go along and watch it because even if you're just a... Uh, I suppose a gym bunny or if you're someone who enjoys getting out and trying to lift something heavy, this is something that maybe you could explore and something that you could join a community that's that's obviously growing very, very rapidly in the country. And uh, there's no reason that you can't get involved in it. So, Bobby, thanks very much for joining me. I look forward to catching up with you in the future and I wish you all the very best, my friend. Thank you very much. Can I just um, thank um, on this for, for this, the, the New Ross County Council and Michael Sheen in particular for for giving us funding to help run this competition in the Ross. Without, without that, we wouldn't be able to run it. That's brilliant. And um, look, the very best with you. We'll, we'll, we'll obviously we'll touch base before the, the event kicks off in July again and we'll see how preparations are going. Sports Beat with HollywoodBets.ie, the home of Hollywood Bets Super 7, the ultimate tipping challenge. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. See gamblingcare.ie. So from a current world champion to a future world champion, bringing a professional record of 16 and 1, I'm extremely pleased to welcome the very talented Dylan Moran to Sports Beat Extra. Dylan, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Sean, a pleasure for coming in. Thanks for having me. 
No, it's my pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. When we think of a professional boxer, we think about blood, sweat, tears. We think of endless sacrifice. But for you, it really did start from day one, didn't it? You, you grew up in the gym. Yeah, um, it's just been a lifestyle for me. Um, you know, many years of it now. And uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, living the dream, as they say. Living the dream, living the dream. And your father's a huge influence in terms of what happened from your early stages of your career to present. Would you consider him the reason that you're still as dedicated as you are today? Yeah, definitely. Uh, me and my dad against the world. You know, since day one, he's the reason I got into boxing and he's been my coach since. Obviously, I flew the nest a few times, but I've always come home. Um, the last place I came home from was Manchester. Um, I just felt like it was right. I'm back working with my dad now and things couldn't be better. You know, exciting 12 months ahead for the two of us. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's one thing I was going to say to you about Manchester. Kieran Farrell. He's the one who got you over there, isn't he? Tell us a bit about that. How did that come to fruition? What was it like? Yeah, so starting off my pro career, um, a few years ago, I had been in touch with Kieran Farrell and, you know, I just knew I needed to leave Ireland in order to do what I wanted to do. And that's what I've done. I went over and based myself in Manchester with Kieran Farrell, who was, you know, pretty popular over there at the time, had all the connections and everything that I needed to get going. And that's what we've done. We hit the ground running in Manchester. I spent two years over there sparring, fighting, and he brought the fights in quick and fast for me and, yeah, really got the ball rolling. He did, he did. And, and, and from there, you got the, I suppose, what every single fighter wants, you got the opportunity to go over to the States, didn't you? Yeah. Got to go over and land in the, in the Big Apple and get your name over there. Well, I mean, what, what, what sort of emotions went through you with that? What was that like, getting that call and finding that out? Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. Um, you know, just get a call, you've got a contract in America, and, you know, I had to sit down. I was like, are you sure now, Connor? This isn't going to fall through like everything else. And Connor goes, no, it's there. It's on the way through. I'll have it for you tomorrow. And that was it. I signed the contract in America, living the dream, as they say. And, you know, that all came tumbling down for me um, on the night. And that's just another part of my story. I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, that's a, a part of it. There's very few boxers that retire with their role. You know, yeah. there's very, very few. Uh, every fighter has to go across that ups and downs. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you from that. You went over there, I mean, undefeated. You, top of the world, I mean, got the greatest call in your life to be able to go over to the States. Last thing in your mind probably at that stage was coming back, losing that all. And it affected a lot for you, didn't it? Yeah, it was definitely a big shock. It was definitely a low point in my life. But like I say, you, you, you're built in them times. You know, uh, hindsight is a great thing and that was meant to happen. Like I said, I wouldn't change it. But at the same time, it's one of my best memories today. You know, me and my dad flying out to New York. Massive show. This was crazy. This was stuff, you know, you couldn't make it up. You'd have to see it to believe it. And we were over there living the dream, doing our thing. And like I said, I got beat that night. But uh, what an experience and what a memory it is to have with me. Do you find that as the years have gone by, it's it's easier to reflect on it in that way? I'd imagine it was very raw to begin with and uh, very, very difficult to get yourself back up and G'd up to actually get back in the gym. But as you've matured and gone on through the years, it's now getting that easier to actually develop with it, yeah? Yeah, of course. You know, you need to put it behind you. You can't dwell on these things too long. You know, it's not about the rise, it's about the response. And to be fair... I've responded pretty well. My career's never been better. You know, I'm on track more so now than ever. And like I said, I have an exciting 12 months ahead. You surely do. You surely do. And I know from there, somewhat unsurprisingly, or really out of the blue, really, is uh, Lichtenstein came on the board, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about Lichtenstein. How did that happen? I remember reading about it at the time and I was thinking, wow, that's completely bought out, out of the field there. How did it come about? Yeah, Lichtenstein. How did it come about? Um, just a random phone call one day. Do you want to go to Lichtenstein as a sparring partner? I didn't even know the guy that had called. 
He said, this is Tom Dallas from the Sourlands. And I'm like, I'm not up to much, you know, why not? Let's go. And uh, booked the flights and I ended up over in Liechtenstein as a sparring partner. Done pretty well in the sparring. That week come to an end and the promoter over there said, look, we want to keep you here. And they bought me out of the contract in America. And before I knew it, I was living and training over there. And that was an amazing time in my life. What a beautiful part of the world. Met some amazing people and just another great experience. All part of the story. Yeah, I mean, I've done a bit of travelling on myself. Never came across that part of the world. <laughs> what, what is it like over there? What was the boxing scene like over there? So it was just this millionaire that was a boxing fanatic and decided to open a camp and bring fighters in from around the world with some top coaches from Germany. But Liechtenstein is like all the ba- all the the money in the world is kept there and it's just full of banks a really really well to do place but you used to come out of my apartment and five minutes straight in front of you in Switzerland five minutes to the left you're in Germany and five minutes to the right you're in Austria um, and I'd done a good bit of travelling order myself on the weekends and like I said it was an amazing experience this was a setup. you know you, I'd never see anything like it again and it all came crashing down due to Covid yeah yeah but serious experience though Amazing yeah, experience. And that's what it's all about. Uh, that's it's, Look, you learn, you grow, you mature with these things, don't you? Obviously, moving on from there then, I suppose, really, really got thrust into the social media spotlight with uh, a certain Conor McGregor, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I that... mean, what, what, what was it like with, with him? What was the experience of sparring, meeting him? How did, how did that all come to fruition? Again, just another phone call out of the blue. Um, a funny story, I was only watching Connor's last interview in with the MacLife in his pub in the Black Forge. They only done it about three weeks ago and I'm watching it and I'm looking and I'm thinking, that's McGregor. And I'm thinking, you were with him for like 14 weeks last year and I think I was kind of blinded by the situation that I was in. It's only now I realise where I was and what I was doing. Um, yeah, another amazing experience, you know, in Portugal for six weeks with McGregor. Came home for Christmas, then we flew to Dubai. We were out there for like eight weeks and... Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. I'm sure he learned a tremendous amount of stuff from you. And do you feel like that you picked up anything off him inside in the ring? Yeah, definitely. A very disciplined guy. Um, as soon as I met Conor McGregor, I knew exactly why he is where he is. You know, the energy about him, the work he put in, you know, pulling up in Lamborghinis and stuff, but going in and working harder than anyone that's on the floor. You know, you have to respect that. And I'd be like a sponge. I'd be watching and trying to learn wherever I could. And the work ethic that the guy has is crazy. And how he reads into things, like every spar, he'd go home and sit with the iPad and examine everything with the boxing coaches sat beside him. I should have done this, I shouldn't have done that. You know, and it's all them little inches that he gathers around him, gets him to where he is. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. I suppose as as great as that was, and I mean, it was fantastic for you in a social perspective as well as obviously the learning road, and obviously creating that little bit of uh, a chain in meeting somebody like that, and it's another string on your bow. Mm. Uh, a bit of notoriety came out of it from a certain man across the water as well, didn't it? And uh, that 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 shed it into an entirely different spotlight, didn't it? Yeah, that kicked up again this week. Uh, Jake Paul is the elephant in the room with me nowadays. You know, there's just no getting away from the guy, and. Yeah, it is what it is, but I didn't get into boxing to be tagged along with Jake Paul. You know, I'm happy to put that behind me now. I'm happy to leave him and Tommy Fury keep playing with each other. Um, but start mentioning my name besides some real fighters. You know, I'm at home, I'm training hard, um, you know, I'm ready to go. But like I said, there's just no getting away from Jake Paul. Hey, credit to the guy. He's doing his thing and I'm doing mine. Well, that's it. And and look, when I first came across that, I, I mean, I thought of it in two different aspects. The first aspect, I'm thinking, there's no such thing as bad publicity in any way, shape or form. I mean, one way or the other, what he does, he's getting on about it, he's making his business. But obviously, it's getting your name out there as well. Now, I know something like this is kind of a no-win situation for him because he knows he's taken on huge risk out of it. And 
ultimately you're better off in what you're saying in focusing on real fighters you're in the gym you're training in shape of your life ready to go obviously now you're after getting in together with, with Frank Warren yeah you got a, a big opportunity there ahead of you with that what are your plans and what's your aspirations in moving forward now my plans with Frank are just get a ranking belt next and you know get the ranking belt um, I've been a little bit inactive again you know I'd like to be a bit more active in the ring you know I haven't fought since I think it was November but get a ranking belt this side of the summer and then just push on for whatever champions are in front of me you know I'm at that stage now I've been in the game long enough if you could see the message that I'm sending my manager I'm the biggest thorn in his side out of all the fighters you have you know I'm ready to go with anyone you know and I'm just waiting on the call I'm playing the waiting game now it's no one's more frustrated than I am but you know I've proven it in the past that just staying clocked in putting that graft in will come back tenfold so hopefully I will have some fight new soon of course you will of course you will look from, from, from the outside looking in as a boxing fan you're quite clearly one of the most highest potential fighters in the country someone I've been extremely excited to watch and to see progress and it's only a matter of time before that happens I just obviously want to make sure that when it happens I have ringside seats for it you know <laughs> hey, that, pre- yeah. thank you <laughs> I just um, I, I, I want that there for it I mean obviously there's a lot going on in the boxing world at the moment no more so than what went on last weekend did you get to watch it what did you think of it how did you break it down yeah, great. I was supposed to be on the undercard. You know, I'd been in the gym since Christmas to be on that undercard, but, you know, that's it is what it is now. Crying and cribbing about it isn't going to change it. Instead, I was sitting at home watching the sitting room. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I was very excited for the fight. I think it wasn't a great fight up until that punch, but that's the beauty of heavyweight boxing. Um, yeah, uh, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight of this Generation, I think, well, he's proven it so far. Unless Joshua beats Usyk in the rematch, then that puts him right back in the mix. It's certainly interesting. He seems adamant that he's uh, he's staying at home now and he's done his business though at this stage. But I think, look, there's a price for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, I think they do that just to put a better spin on it when they come back. Um, I thought I'm more excited about those this weekend. Uh, Katie Taylor, um, unbelievable. You know, hopefully she gets her hand raised. It is a proper 50-50 toss-up. But um, I'm sure we'll see our hand raised Saturday night. Oh, definitely. I mean, she's gone up against the best of the best here, like seven-weight world champion. But, like, what an absolutely brilliant moment for female boxing. First ever female headliner in uh, in a huge arena. Like, I mean, it's uh, it's massive. It could be someone better for it, though. I mean, she deserves it. Without doubt deserves it and the rest. Um, like I said, it, it's a real 50-50 fight. The only thing I'd worry about is have them pursuing rounds that she shared put too much miles on the clock I suppose we won't know until she's in the ring Saturday night but I'm hoping that the magnitude of the opportunities she have will just carry her through it um, credit to Serrano as well she's every bit as good but um, I'm sure the Irish will take over New York Saturday night and get her across the line here here and uh, it's going to be fantastic to watch well look we'll look forward to that fight at the weekend I look forward to any news about your next upcoming fights as I said when it does break I'll be expecting ringside seats. Yeah. And um, I wish you all the very, very best for the future. Thank you so much for joining me today. Sean, I appreciate that. And one more thing before we go. Uh, there's three kids from Walford in the All-Ireland Finals this weekend. My brother from Dungarvan Boxing Club, Michael Riley, St. Paul's Boxing Club, and Ellen Jane O'Brien, Tramor Boxing Club. Three cracking talents flying the Walford flag in Dublin this weekend. And I just want to say the very best of luck to them.
Well, that's fantastic. The very best of luck, I'm sure. Look, if they're anything like yourself, there'll be no fear of them. <laughs> All right. All the best, my friend. Sean, thank you. Sports Beat with HollywoodBets.ie Bringing all the blockbuster action to the palm of your hand. 18 plus. Gamble responsibly. See GamblingCare.ie That's it for this week's show. If you've got something you'd like to talk about, please email me at sport at beat102103.com and I will happily look at it. David's on the way next with Beat Anthems.